Hello. All right. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Okay. It's fixed. Oh, good. All right. Cool. What was it? I, I, uh, logged out of the Wi-Fi and then re-accessed it. Oh. Seemed to, seemed to work. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to this week's episode of Dance Monkey Dance. I'm Chris. I'm John. How you doing, John? I'm doing great. How are you? Oh, hanging in there. What's going on? Yeah. Oh, you know, not much. Another 80 plus degree day here in November, December. 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 <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's it's over it's over 70 here and it's going to be 80 on Wednesday here and it's just like what Oof. the fuck's going on? But you guys are used to it. I guess. You're used to having your balls melt into your socks. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of disgusting. <laughs> well, but Christmas is upon us, man. It is. Yeah. Tis the season. That for something. <laughs> happy holidays. Happy, happy effing holidays, everybody. That's right. Are you in the, the Christmas mood yet? No. I mean, I tried the other day um, when I was when I was working. I put on like really old Christmas carols, not like the bullshit that they played today. Okay. Um, I'm talking like there was a there was a playlist on YouTube of like Christmas songs from the 30s and the 40s. Okay. And I was like, okay, let's let's see if this can get me in the Christmas mood. And while I like the music of the 30s and the 40s, I just never like had that like, oh, okay, now it's Christmas time. But I mean, I did hang Christmas lights yesterday in 75 degree weather, which was interesting. Ooh. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, hanging Christmas lights in shorts is not something that I'm used to. <laughs> Cuz usually it's cold by now. Right. But nope global warming my friend yep. climate change is we, real we got volcanoes exploding all over the world <laughs> come on it's the end of times it is so eat that cookie because what else are you waiting for right so yeah oh good times <laughs> is it though um, sure. Okay. Just checking. <laughs> uh, it was the worst of times. It's the worst of times. <laughs> For sure. Oh, but it gets better. How? I don't know. Oh, I thought maybe you saw the future. Just keep hearing that, but. They say it's darkest right before dawn. Well, dawn yeah. doesn't seem to be coming. 
Do we what about any... Tony Orlando? Is what? Tony Orlando coming? I, I don't know. Do you rubbing him the right way? <laughs> <laughs> Is Tony Orlando still alive? Uh, maybe. Oh. I thought maybe he died like this week and I just missed it. Oh. <laughs> thought you were making like a, a clever reference, but uh, he's still alive. He's 78 yeah. years old. Couldn't tell you probably any of the songs that he, well, maybe tie a yellow ribbon. There you go. Oh, Tie there's... Yellow Ribbon, Knock Three Times. Okay, two songs. <laughs> uh, what else? I think there was one with a girl's name in it. Candida? <laughs> Candida, that's it. Yeah, well, I'm looking at a list of songs now. <laughs> okay. And, and Tie Yellow Ribbon and Knock Three Times are the only ones that I recognize. Okay. Growing up, my parents always listened to, like, 50s music. Okay. And so, like, a lot of the shit that happened in the 70s, I'm oblivious to because it was just never on the radio when I was growing up. Didn't we have somebody that worked with Tony Orlando? Or was that the Captain and Tennille? Uh, somebody who worked with Tony Orlando? Or I don't think so. He was a he was a manager type. Manager type. Yeah, he was like he was either events or something else. Uh, Larry was Larry his name. Remember Larry? Larry Madison? No, I don't remember his last name. Oh well, so much for that. In the in the building where we used to get the the truck. Okay. Larry. Across the hall from where scheduling was. And Jeff. Remember Jeff? Of course you remember Jeff. Jeff. He passed away a couple of years ago. Jeff. No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> okay. Do you remember where the manager's office was? Yes. Okay, the office next door on the same side of the hallway. Uh-huh. It was Bubba and this dude, Larry. Bubba? Bubba, yeah. You don't remember Bubba? I don't remember Bubba. He was a he was a special events guy. He was? Yeah. I don't remember him. No, never mind. Must be past my time. No, you were there. Was I? Yeah. You you were there the entire time I worked there, so you had to be there. And I think the dude's name was Larry, and I could have sworn that he was like, he was an audio guy for either Tony Orlando and Dawn or the Captain and Tennille. Mm, nope. Maybe it was a fever dream. I don't know. I, I, that's what it's sounding like at this point. That's weird, but okay, sure. <laughs> Sure thing. Okay. Tony Orlando now looks like a gangster. He's got like the white hair, but like the dark mustache. Oh. Uh, well, good for him. Yeah. Because he's had some rough times. Apparently he's on tour. Oh, well, that's good. 
Uh, if you're in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania, you can see him on the 17th of this month. Oh. He was in Orlando May 20th and the 21st. I wasn't. Oh, that's true. You weren't. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Apparently, homeboy still touring at 78. Good for him. Well, good for him. You know, he lost a lot of years. He had a nervous breakdown on stage when Freddie Prince died. Did he really? Yes. Oh. Freddie Prince being Freddie Prince Jr.'s father, dad. Yeah. Yes. And he shot himself, right? Freddie Prince? Uh, I think so. Uh, hang on. Now we've got to figure this out. Freddie Prince, come on. Chico and the man, come on. Come on. Come on, Wikipedia. What good are you? Seriously. <laughs> There's not a whole Tony uh, Orlando page. On the night of January 28th, 1977, after talking on the phone with his estranged wife, motherfucker, now you popped up? Hang on. Uh, <laughs> uh, Prince received a visit from his business manager, Marvin Dusty Snyder. While he was okay. visiting him, Prince put a gun to his head and shot himself. I, I shouldn't be laughing what? at that. Apparently, While the guy was there. Yeah. Apparently, the business manager sat down. And they were having a conversation. He pulled out a gun and just shot himself with it. Holy shit. That's fucked up. And Freddie Prince Jr. was only like a year old when it happened. So it's not like he remembers it. Yeah. I, I knew there was some story that Freddie Prince Jr. didn't really know his father. Yep. Same thing with Brandon Lee. Very true. Although, wait, wasn't Brandon... Brandon was older, though. Wasn't was he? he? When... Because there's those pictures of them like training together and stuff. I mean, he's small, but like, he probably had some recollection of his father. So, uh, after he shot himself, an ambulance was immediately dispatched oh, to the hotel. And Prince was rushed to the UCLA Medical Center where he would undergo emergency surgery for a gunshot wound to the head. His family, keeping a vigil at the hospital, began crying when one of the doctors came to them and announced, it's all in God's hands. <laughs> Holy <Ooh>. shit. <laughs> he died 33 hours after shooting himself and he was 22 years old. Oof. Yeah. Chico Very sad. Is not the man. <laughs> and apparently he bought the gun at a sporting goods store. Oh, not Walmart? No. I don't oh. think Walmart existed back then. Kmart? Uh, no. No? Okay. No. Oh, what a shame. Gone too soon. <laughs> 40, 
43 years ago, 44 years ago. Wow. Something like that. Time flies. Yeah. I mean, you were, what were you in 1977, 12? 12. Yeah. Do you remember hearing about Freddie Prince killing himself? Mm, no. No. It didn't affect your young childhood? Mm, not that I can remember. You weren't a big Chico and the Man fan and were, were crushed that it was never going to come back? No. no. Okay. I mean, I used to watch it. And then you were like, oh, he's dead. <laughs> and then I stopped right then. <laughs> I just I just couldn't watch it anymore. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. So speaking of watching, what have you been watching? There's been a lot of. Oh, God, it's been so long since we've spoken. It has. We, I guess we should talk about the ending of Andor, right? Okay. Um, so since we spoke, there's been two episodes of Andor. The penultimate and the ultimate episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Of season one of a two-season arc. So um, it has probably become my favorite Star Wars property um, since Disney bought them. Okay. Um while I really, really, really like the Mandalorian, the Mandalorian is very much a continuation of the Star Wars that everybody knows and loves. Right. As to where Andor was people saying, well, what if we made um, Star Wars for an older crowd? Um, like, I don't want to say more sophisticated because that's, not really the thing, but like it was, it was the dare to be darker than the average star Wars. And I think they did a phenomenal job. I think, um, Tony Gilroy is a master of building tension. And I think that watching, especially the last episode where, they're at the funeral and Marva's hologram starts to play. There's very much this tension that ratchets up almost exponentially as they start cutting back and forth between what Marva's saying on the hologram and like the guy that's in charge of the Imperial garrison there. And it just keeps kind of building until what's his name smacks some dude with a, with a brick in the face. Well, not only with some brick, well, it's Marva's Marva's remains. Yeah. <laughs> so, in, in, interestingly enough, it's not really Andor that has started the rebellion. It's his mother. Yes. Um. But yeah, I mean, I absolutely loved every second of Andor. I know people fell off of it saying that it was slow and it was boring, but. I don't think there's a better Star Wars TV show out there. Yeah. I mean, I mean what's your opinion? Um, I would agree. Um, I think it expanded the story in a way that wasn't just fan service. Right. There was, while there were Easter eggs, there is no fan service. Yeah. 
in this one. Now that may change in season two because they're going to have to bump up against rogue one, but sure. But go on. Sorry. Um, I liked the way that there was so much more character development in this. And then it wasn't until like the later shows that we started to get the action. And then obviously that final episode where there's a full blown rebellion taking place. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and you have to imagine, I mean, the reason that they get those four people off the planet is because there's no way people on Ferrick survive. Right. The, the empire is going to come in and just obliterate all of them. Mm hmm. And is it the spark that, that causes the rebellion? Probably. Yeah. Um, this has got to be kind of the start. I mean, but even in like rogue one, the rebellion still isn't truly formed. Right. They're still all arguing amongst each other and they're kind of working under one umbrella, but they're not uh, an alliance. Right. That doesn't happen until they steal the Death Star plans. Correct. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's just so interesting that three years ago when they announced it, everybody went, why are we getting a show about Cassie and Andor? Right. And now it's like people can't stop raving about it. And I think I think it's I feel like they were left alone to tell the story that they wanted to tell. And great things happen when people get left alone. Right. I think when there's too many hands in the pot, you get Boba Fett. OK. Um, if there, if you're going for total fan service, you get Obi-Wan Kenobi. Sure. There's nothing wrong with Obi-Wan Kenobi and Boba Fett per se, other than there were two episodes of a six episode arc that had nothing to do with Boba Fett. Right. Um, but I think this is on an, another level. I think shows that come after this need to look at Andor and say, this is how you do character development. This is how you do tension and storytelling within a star Wars universe that doesn't have to rely on lightsabers mm -hmm. because while uh, you can argue whether or not Luthan ship has two giant lightsabers that come out the sides, <laughs> whether that counts, I mean, they're red. So is he a Sith? Like mm. uh, other than it's an artificial crystal, but like, Sure. I always read that like the red color comes from the dark side of the force. Right. Um, so whether or not, you know, that's all going to remain to be seen, but they make you care for characters that you only saw for like one or two episodes. Right. I mean, people are still talking about Kino and whether he's alive or not. Mm -hmm. um, will we see him next season? And I kind of hope we don't. I kind of hope that, that it's very much one of those things of like in real life, people come in and out of your life all the time. Right. And you never hear from the, from him again. You never talk to him. And this was just the person that set Andor on his path. Right. Um, and we did find out through a post credit scene. If you haven't, if you shut it off too early, you need to go back and watch it, but I'm sure everybody's seen it by now. Um, they were building sections of the Death Star. What? Yes. No way. Yes. Really? Yep. Which part? The 
the dish. Oh. Which, you know, ironically is is what will end up killing Cassian. Right. So he he helped create his own demise. <laughs> so it's very poetic. As George Lucas is fond of saying, it's like stanzas, it rhymes. Right. So yeah, I mean, I'm it, it's not supposed to the second season's not supposed to come out until 2024. Mm-hmm. which seems like forever. And can they keep up the quality between now and then? Hopefully they will. I do worry about a little bit of fan service coming up though. Yeah. Why? Everybody wants K2SO. Well, I mean, K2SO has to appear within the next four years of the story. Right. Right. So, it sounds logical. Right. And apparently there's already been a comic book on how Cassian acquired K2SO. So maybe they'll skip over that. Oh, maybe it'll okay. just be a thing of like one episode. He's not there and one episode he is. Oh, just like that. Yeah. And just interesting. Like Poof. <laughs> K2SO. Magical. Yeah. I'm wondering if do they Alan Tudyk still does not have anything on his IMDb about season two. Mm, okay. So I would assume. Well, they haven't. Have they started filming? Yes. Ah. They started filming just after Thanksgiving. Maybe he's not allowed to. That's possible. I mean, but everybody's got to know that he's coming back unless it's all lines that they cut out of rogue one yeah and they're like look we already yes. paid you for him sorry yep i think you'd be pissed i i would be <laughs> i don't think they're actually allowed to do that uh no they're not no he's too busy making chicken sounds for disney <laughs> Oh, lordy, lordy. So another thing that, that came out on Disney Plus this week uh-huh. uh, was Willow, the return of yes. Willow. Yes. Did you watch both episodes? I did. What did you think? Um. <sighs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so was anybody really asking for a Willow sequel, reboot, follow-up? Besides Warwick Davis? Probably not. Okay. I mean, the, the movie makes it pretty clear that, like, Sorsha and Mad Mardigan raise Alora Dannon. Right. Which totally gets retconned to here. Mm-hmm. Well, and I'd heard that, um, actually, Val Kilmer was supposed to be in this up until they started filming. Okay. So I don't know if he had just gotten to that point where he, you know, he said, no, can't do it. But then he did Top Gun. So why would he have turned down that? I'm I'm wondering if he's if he actually is in it to some degree and they de-age him and there they use his kid for the voice. Okay. Um it seems a little strange in episode two 
they go out of their way to show the past. Uh huh. And they de-age Warwick and yes. Joanne Wally. Uh huh. So I would, and there, there's all this talk about what happened to Mad Mardigan. So I've got to assume that there's a flashback with, um, the the guy that's traveling with him that you find out he's Mad Mad Mardigan's squire. Mm. That there's got to be some kind of flashback. I, the 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 daughter of Sorsha is not going to let it go until she finds out what happened to him. Of course. So, and I think the audience would want to know why, why in story he's not there. I think it's, I think everybody knows why he's not in it, you know, as a regular cast member. Right. But there's also weird things like they haven't explained yet. Like where's Willow's wife and son. Well, I mean, we've only had two episodes. Right. Well, and his daughter, but his daughter's played by his real life daughter. Uh-huh. And um, there's no indication whatsoever where the the son and wife are. So, I don't Maybe know. Maybe they got divorced. Maybe. When she he found a taller guy. When he found, <laughs> fell in love with a tall guy. When he became High Alwyn? Yes. <laughs> My, so so my my two critiques about the show um only two oh actually it's three <laughs> okay um i don't like the music that they play over the credits uh, the contemporary music does not work within the confines of a willow show yeah I don't know why they're doing it. I don't know what the the thought process is, but as soon as I heard it, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, why is it not like a Willow? They're making it hip. I guess. I don't like the fact that they blew the surprise that the the muffin chick is Laura Dannon in the first episode. Do you think we can get muffin chick to trend on on Twitter? (laughs) Twitter? Probably not. Um, But... Maybe, maybe with only eight episodes, they were like, we've got to get this information out as quickly as possible for the show to go on. Sure. But to that, I again say, look at, look at Andor because they did a bunch of stuff within the first eight episodes that like blows us out of the water. And I don't find Willow particularly likable. No. I'm I'm happy that you're doing this for Warwick Davis or whatever, but like literally like Willow shows up and you're like, why are you being such a dick? Right. So that was, that was my, my last critique of like, you know, you want people to root for the main character. Right. And yeah, there's probably this prophecy he's seen and like, I don't quite understand why in the flashback to his vision, he's like twice as old as he is now. Right. Waking up on the battlefield or whatever, but like, he's not likable. And I was like, okay, he's lying to the, the, his people and he's lying to Laura Dannon. And it's like, okay, that's not the willow that we saw. You know, it's, it's, there's that, and there's that scene in the flashback of where Sorsha tells him, like, 
um, you're not a great wizard. You, you never will uh-huh. be. Right. And it's like, well, that was kind of the point, though. Like, it was his heart that that brought him on the adventure. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. They got a lot to do in six episodes. And Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I kind of feel like Willow is fan service. Oh, it's, yeah. Hey, we get the band back together. Here's your nostalgia moment. We're going to, you know, tie up some loose ends. Yeah. And we're going to mention everything from the first movie to, to include people that aren't here anymore. Right. Yeah, maybe that's the problem. Maybe it's all just fan service. Mm. I mean, I hope it gets better. You you hoping that they bring back the the goatee for Willow? Yes. Yes. <laughs> if nothing else. If nothing else, he ends up with a goatee. Yes, that would make it for me. <laughs> Ev- evil Willow. Mirror mirror universe Willow. So, so you've met Warwick Davis and his family. Uh-huh. I've met Warwick Davis and his family. Uh-huh. I don't remember his daughter having a speech impediment. Do you? Uh, no, but she was really young at the time. Well, actually, what, eight years ago? Yeah, that's not too young. Yeah, that's not too young. Um, I don't. Okay. I'm, I'm... I, I remember offering her an apple box to stand on on stage. <laughs> uh... Damn it, when I had the chance to open his phone, I should have called Val Kilmer. He should. Oh, well. But do you think he really has has his phone number? Oh, yeah. You do? You don't think, like, Val was like, hmm, here's my landline? <laughs> no, I think they were they were good. Okay. They were tight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, and I'm not, I'm not giving her shit for a speech impediment, obviously, but... Right. It... It made it a little bit difficult to understand her at times. Mm. And I don't know whether or not they were just like, you know, we don't want to overdub it with anybody else or whatever. But there were there was a couple of times I was like, huh? Wait, go back. <laughs> hello. How, hello. 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 Mowage. <laughs> <laughs> Why is she Elmer Fudd all of a sudden? Oh, that's from Princess Bride. Oh, is it? Oh, that's right. Okay. At the end of the movie when they yeah 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 the wedding yeah marriage marriage. I didn't say wabbits. <laughs> totally different. Oh, sorry. Just saying. Yeah, I mean, I it so far it seems well done. I do like the fact that they brought back Joanne Wally Kilmer and Warwick and uh, we're going to see the Brownies. God. Uh-huh. 
Speaking of fan service. Yeah. They could have done this without the brownies. Yeah. Although I guess Kevin Pollock has got nothing to do, so. Whatever. Well, they killed him off on Mom. Annabelle Davis is 25 years old. Oh, wow. Okay. She was not as young as I thought she was. <laughs> I mean, maybe, the height. maybe when we first met them, they, she was a lot younger. Eh, it could be. Because that means I would have met her when she was like six or seven. And I don't know who's who's older, her or her brother. Oh, brother's way younger. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's the brother's not nearly as old. No, he's 19. So he was just a baby then when I met him. Wow. Yeah. How they've grown. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, they grow up in the blink of an eye. They do. You turn around, 20 years is gone. What's gone on <laughs> in my life? Oh. Yeah, I I'm I'm those are those are my critiques of it. Okay. But I'm really hoping that like they can get they can get it together a little bit more. They have time. We'll see. I wonder if Jean Marsh will come back as Besmorta. Is she still alive? I don't know. Oh jeez! Now we gotta look that up. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, Jean Marsh is. Survey says. Dun, dun, dun. She is alive. And working. I don't know. She was born in 1934, so. Oh, she's old. <laughs> Yeah, she's 88. Okay. Yeah, she's probably not coming back. Probably not. There were shots in the trail. Oh, well, she's got credit for Willow. Oh. On the TV series. Is it just the voice, episode. though? I don't know. Okay. There there was, like, there were scenes in the trailer of, like, young Sorsha and, like, Finn Rizel. So maybe like it's some like archive footage or something and they're just, oh, you know, they went to her and said, can we, can we use this? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So speaking of old people in movies. Yeah. We got our first Indiana Jones five trailer. Yes. The Dial of Destiny. Yes. I don't know how I feel about the title, but the movie looks good. It, it seems kind of stupid. Yeah. It seems as though we're getting indie in multiple time frames. Uh, and the de-aging looks really good. Yeah. Now he's not talking in it. And so, right. you know, we don't know what the mouth movement will look like. Mm-hmm. Um, but it sure did damn look like young Indiana Jones. Yep. So, yeah, and uh, he's going to be joined by um, Sala, which I thought was mm-hmm. cool. Um, Mad Mickelson's in it. 
uh, Phoebe Waller Bridger's in it. Which I yep. guess he's playing her her godfather. Yes. Because there's that bit at the end where he is like whipping at people. So is she? Uh, what's his name? The the uh, the guy. The guy. The guy. You know the one. <laughs> Don't you? I'm trying to figure out who. Uh, um, um, oh, you're you're talking about Marcus Brody? Marcus, that's it. Okay, well, like maybe you that's think it's Marcus's daughter. Possibly. I mean, how I how mean, old is Phoebe Waller Bridger? She's probably in her forties. She was born in eighty five. Oh, wow, well, she's very young. So well, almost. I don't know. I don't. I don't unless Marcus had a kid like really late in life because he's dead by uh Chris Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. Which is in the fifties, right? And so I don't know. I don't know. Maybe she was like the first in vitro kid. I don't know. <laughs> He jerked off into a rag and then they impregnated somebody. I don't know how that works. Okay. <laughs> it looks really good though. It looks like a return to actual Indiana Jones. Yes. Which excites me because nobody wanted kingdom of the crystal skull. Um, no, unfortunately not a good idea. It does kind of bother me that Marion's not in it. Yeah. I, I don't know. But do you think if they had Marion, they'd have to bring back Mutt? <laughs> God, maybe that was the not. whole thing. It's like, no, we're not casting him. Well, I mean, they could just be like, Mutt got into a motorcycle accident. And didn't oh, survive. there you go. And became a woman. Became a woman. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, uh, it, hearing the score again, even as, if it's like a slowed down version of it, it felt very much like the the what they did to the Star Wars theme song for uh, Rise of Skywalker, okay. where it was a slowed down, like more emotional version of it. Mm-hmm. That we get that in the Indiana Jones trailer too, and that kind of hit me the same way that the Star Wars one hit me. Like this supposedly is the very last one, and I mean I don't know how Harrison Ford could do anymore, but I guess if they're de-aging them, yeah. And apparently he did have a stand-in for a lot of the more physical things. Well, he's no Tom Cruise. No. You know he's he's too old to do his own stunts. Yeah. So, but apparently, like. This is somebody who he's worked with before. I think it was on the... What was the dog movie he did in Alaska? Uh, don't know. Didn't see it. It was... Oh, wasn't it? Not, was the it Call of the Wild. Call of the Wild. I was going to say, wasn't it Balto? No, it was no. the one before it. Um, so I think, I think he worked with the same stand-in guy for that. Okay. So he's very, he's very um, comfortable... 
with letting this guy not take over Indiana Jones, but inhabit the character for him for the, the harder stuff. So sure. He was in the secret life of pets too, as rooster the voice. Mm-hmm. Cause everybody saw that. What a great career. <laughs> We're going to miss him. Everybody <laughs> has one of those things in their filmography where they're like, what the fuck were you thinking? You think he just has one of those? Well, I mean, recently. You know, it's not like Patrick Stewart being the poop emoji in the emoji movie. (laughs) What I would love to know the size of the truck that they backed up and just dumped all the money onto for that. See, he's also taken over Thunderbolt Ross, though, in the Captain America movie in Thunderbolt. So... I'm assuming that this dude that he's working with is going to have a lot of um, work, a lot of work coming up. He's also in that uh, there's an Apple plus TV show called shrinking okay. with him and um, um, what's his name? Jason Siegel. Oh, where they both oh, play yeah, like psychiatrists or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like Harrison Ford's working more now than when he was like at the height of his popularity in like late 80s, early 90s. Well, could be. He's probably stoned most of the time. You know, the, the regarding Henry money just is not coming in anymore. <laughs> Ritz. Ritz. <laughs> uh, we also guard uh, Guardians of the Trailer... Uh, Guardians of the trailer, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer. Uh-huh. Um, which may, really makes me think they're going to kill off Rocket. Yeah. There, There's a lot of, like, Rocket laying on the ground, and, um, you know, him saying, like, one final time and shit like that. So I'm wondering if they are going to, if Bradley Cooper is finally like, okay, I've, I've done this enough. It's got to be an easy paycheck for him. Come on. Yeah, you don't even have to be on the, on the, on the set. But he wants to be a director. Uh, whatever. He's directing things. Yeah. He's a mover and a shaker. Mm-hmm. He ain't got time whatever. for your raccoon. No? No. I mean, look, a lot of people said that they were done after this one, so. Well, yeah. Dave Bautista. Zoe Saldana said that this Zoe was the final Saldana. time she'd be this character. Um, It'll be just be Chris Pratt and Mantis going around the universe. Well, now that they're brother and sister. Well, I didn't say they were going to hook up. I bet you Peter would hook up with his sister. <laughs> Peter seems like that kind of guy. Uh, I do want to know what the story is behind Groot being so booked bulked up oh I thought they it's a different version um, right I forget what they call it like um, I forget what they uh, residential garbage collection dash Groot what the fuck what <laughs> 
Jesus. Um, there was something like, like this is the version of the character that's like mega Groot or something. Okay. I for, I forget what, what um, James Gunn called it. Um, but like, oh wait, here it is. Uh, do, 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 do. In some new tweets following the release of the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, director James Gunn helped explain the drastic changes to Groot in response to a fan wondering if Groot's head is so big because he's still growing into it. James Gunn offered the following. Well, young adult Groot, or swole Groot as we call him, is getting bigger outward as well as upward. So you can see by now he has a different stockier physiological physiology than his father did. Um, when a fan praised the holiday special for making Groot practical, the filmmaker corrected him. Groot was created solely by our incredible VFX artist. I, I honestly thought that it was a, a suit that they were like, covering with CGI right but apparently not he's being called swole Groot swole Groot swole Groot alright so apparently he's just you know he's been working out he's I guess trying to get chicks on nowhere finally put down the uh, the game boy yeah I mean look he was snapped for five years he came back and it was like, okay, time to get some lady trees. <laughs> Maybe he wants a little sapling of his own. Ah, uh, could be. Yeah, I mean, it looks okay. I'm not a huge Chris Pratt fan, so. No, I mean, I liked the Christmas special. I thought it was stupid and goofy and funny yeah uh, and he's not really in it so right you know you don't have to put sit through too much of him <laughs> I thought the song was funny in the beginning yes when they sing the song and it's completely wrong about Christmas like I thought that was cute Mantis seemed a little overbearing in the holiday special <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. We need that revelation that they're brother and sister. No, and and her just screaming at everybody was just like, okay, maybe there's a reason why Mantis is a background character. Yeah, you know, and it's it's one of those things like the jokes go on just a little bit too long in some parts of that. Mm-hmm. The scene where they flip the the police car and then she goes and apologizes to the cops, right? Just went on and on and on. It was like, all right, all right but we're the done. scene where she she tackles the Captain America in front of yeah. Grauman's theater, that was funny. There were there were definitely funny parts, mm-hmm. um, but overall, it was just like, okay, sure, whatever, all right. What else have you been watching? Um, I started watching Wednesday. 
Yeah, we're two episodes in. Okay, I'm one episode in. Okay. I I like the production design. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a. I expected everybody at Nevermore to be darker, but you've got Gwendolyn Christie as this, you know, this pretty blonde woman and. Christina Ricci is the house mother and it's like right. and, and the the roommate the werewolf that only has claws yeah it's it's more of a almost a normal boarding school than what you know you'd think that there'd be it'd almost be like Harry Potter but like the potions class is how to like kill things well I mean it's made up of vampires werewolves sirens and stoners and vampires who are out during the day yes so yeah and it's a it's a little weird because this is a world where like powers exist and so it's not like nevermore is a hidden school to where like these people could go and be themselves like the people in the town know about them Mm -hmm. and it's like oh the freaks from nevermore and it's like oh yeah okay so like that that exists in this world they're just not like kooky people that are into like dark stuff. There are actual like vampires and stuff in this. Right. What'd you think of the CGI monster at the end of episode one? <laughs> that was pretty bad. <laughs> it reminded me of large Marge in Pee Wee Herman. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. You know, and, and it didn't help too that like, when the the hiker gets dropped off in the pickup truck, the woman's got like these weird bulging eyes and like, she's doing all this like weird, like eyebrow raises and stuff Mm -hmm. because that was when my kid turned to me and was like, is she the one from Pee Wee Herman? (laughs) And I said, no, I I don't even think that actress is alive anymore. And so she kept calling her large Marge. And then we got to the end with the weird monster. And I was like, that looks like large Marge. I don't know. It's, you know, it's very Tim Burton. It's incredibly Tim Burton. It's I think everything it's, about it says yep. Tim Burton. I mean, he directed at least the first two. I don't know if he's directed the rest. Yeah. Um but yeah, I mean, it screams Tim Burton wanted to make an Adams family project. Right. I I don't like like Louis de Guzman and no. Catherine Zeta-Jones. No. They're 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 too um different. Well, well not really because if you look at the old car the old uh cartoons that Charles Adams did, Louis de Guzman kind of looks like the cartoon version as opposed to the the uh John Aston version. Okay. Um, but they they look too much alive. I think is what I'm saying. They've got too much pink in them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Morticia has always been pale. Yeah, and she's and there's too much sentimentality. I think is what I want to say. As far as like their relationship, 
in terms of how she's treating her as her daughter. Okay. That she's she's very How do I say this? <laughs> she's very um motherly. Okay. Which which she really isn't. Yeah, because Morticia is is kind of hands off. Yeah, letting the kids do whatever the hell they want. In every other incarnation of the Adams family. Yeah, I mean it's just kind of interesting the direction they're starting to go with this. It definitely feels more darker than any of the other Adams family stuff that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, I wasn't really expecting to see the parts of the hiker's body in episode one. Yeah, but they were kind of cartoony. They were, but it's it it sets it up for more like at the end when the kid gets mauled by whatever that creature is and like the blood squirts up on his face. I was like, okay, that's that's darker than like Wednesday and Pugsley in the movies faking getting the arm cut off. Right. And the blood spurting everywhere. Yeah. Because you knew it was fake blood, but like this supposedly is like a kid that gets killed. And so I was like, okay, that's it's dark and that's that's cool that there's this whole thing. Um I just wonder how far they're gonna go with it. Right. But I don't know. I don't know. I do like it. I, 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 I do too. I like that. It's very much the old Tim Burton, right? You know, it fits in with nightmare before Christmas and the first Batman. And so, you know, I, I, I like that. I'm only one episode in, <laughs> um, I really like that she, when she's playing the cello, she's playing the Rolling Stones paint it black. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I like that too. But I am kind of surprised that she's the only goth kid at this whole school. Yeah, I mean that is you know that is strange. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there's a. I will say, like the sets are amazing. Yes. I don't know what where that what the actual building is that's supposed to be Nevermore. Mm-hmm. But the the architecture on that, I think they're they're filming in Romania. Oh, um, let me see. Uh, uh, in Budapest, Romania. Bu- oh, Bucharest. okay. Um. So, I guess it's I guess it's this thing. I guess it's Cantacuzino Castle in Romania. Um, okay. It looks fucking amazing. The the um the production values in it are really really high yes um so yeah i i like that aspect of it um and i think they just got a second yeah that's what it is it's canta casino castle 
Ooh. Road trip. Yeah, let's go. It doesn't open till tomorrow, so we got time. Oh, good. Be a long flight. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. 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 It's very different from Hogwarts in that when they go to the local village, right? They're immediately identified as outcasts right right and and which which makes me scratch my head too when the the three guys come in in the pilgrim uh -huh. thing in the pilgrim costumes and she kicks the shit out of them it's like well you knew she was from nevermore right like so why the fuck would you mess with her but you know assholes got an asshole that's right even if they're pilgrims <laughs> I kind of want them to go to Pilgrim World. I do too. I I want her to get an after school job at Pilgrim World. <laughs> Just to burn it down. I think that'd be funny. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on TV now. I really thought that we were going to go go into a lull. Right? But yeah, I'm I'm very surprised and happy. Yeah, some good stuff. Have you watched the Santa Clauses? I have. I'm up. I'm caught up. And how do you feel about that show? Uh, <laughs> was anybody asking for a Tim Allen reboot? I think that this show is a direct retaliation of we're recasting Buzz Lightyear. And so he said, "Well, what are you going to do for me?" <laughs> and they said well, Santa Claus show and he said oh, okay right I don't I don't understand the whole I guess there's not enough mythology in what has come before to really explain like the the idea that like they're doing interviews for a new Santa mm -hmm. and like what would go into something like that? Like, like uh, Tim Allen was there because he scared Santa and Santa fell off a roof and died. Right. Yeah. But this seems like it's the first time that any Santa has ever stepped down. And there's just nothing in what's come before it to be like, oh, no, this is a big deal. So, like, was it the last movie? Was it part three where, like, Tooth Fairy and Mother Nature and all these other people are in it, too? Oh. Jack Frost. Like, where are all those characters? Like. What do you mean in in the movie in the new series? Well, not just that, but like they've made it abundantly clear that like there's a whole bigger world of magic in this universe, and like right. Mother Nature is a is an actual person, and and sure, um, it's kind of like what Tooth was Fairy. that Tooth Fairy, uh, Guardians, something Guardians, yeah, the the animated one, yeah, yeah, so. But like you would think if you were stepping down 
there would be some kind of like, I've got to have a meeting with all the other, you know, um, mythical people. Right. Because the new dude comes in and was like, we're going to have Christmas every day. And you would think that like Easter and all those other people would show up and be like, no, you can't do that. Like (laughs) we've got shit in place here. Like what do you, what do you think you're doing? Right. It just doesn't feel like part of the same universe to me. Yeah, it feels it. And they both go back to their old lives where he was a shitty father and (laughs) she goes back to be, to work at the school. Yeah. And, and there's, there's an offhanded comment from him about Buzz Lightyear. Right. And then he talks to her about being lost. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, God, is this what we're doing? Are we just going to like, like, why don't you why don't you just look at the camera and be like, huh? Huh? Look, I said lost. <laughs> she was in lost. She was. Yeah. What was she in lost? She was. um, The girl. Yes. The girl. With the thing. With the she thing. was an other. OK. She ended up with. Uh, what's the long, long haired guy's name? Sawyer. Sawyer. She winds up with Sawyer. She winds up being like his, his woman. Really? Yeah. Before Julia. Juliet. No, she was Juliet. Uh, what? No. Yeah. <gasps> okay. Sorry. Just <laughs> caught up. Yes. She was Juliet. <laughs> okay. Who did you yes. think I was talking about? I have no idea. Okay. I thought she, I I had no idea. I for some reason I thought we were still on the Adams family. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we'd moved on. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> really rabbit segues are for kids. Yes. Absolutely. But yes. Yeah, I mean, it's all it like if you want to talk fan service like Oh, that's all it is. This this really w- runs this weird gamut of like, we're not really going to talk about shit that happened b- in the in the movies besides the first one, right? And the second one because he had to go find Miss Claus or whatever. But like, uh, other than that, we just want you to to think about the good movies. <laughs> Are you saying that the the. Uh... Martin Short movie was not the best. Where they open the North Pole to tourists? Yes. Yeah, no. Does that not sound like the the obvious, you know, uh, evolution of it? Well, having worked where I've worked, yes. Okay. It would absolutely be, but like, it's Santa Claus, come on. Yeah, and I kind of don't like the fact that they're also um, that the Cal Penn's character is another jackass. Yes. That you think it's like, oh, so he's got, you know, he's he's got a good side, so you know, we're going to explore that. And it's like, no, he's another asshole. I mean, and it's not even like he goes, he goes to the interview and they're just basically like, you're Santa Claus now. 
Right. And he doesn't really want it. And he like, it was like, well, why would you leave him in charge? Like all he wants to do is work on his drone system and like the coat's missing and he can't put it on to really become Santa and whatever. Right. And it's like, okay, so this is how they're going to get out of having to kill off his character in order to bring Scott back. Right. Like at the end, because we all know where this is going. They all aren't going to be able to live without the North Pole. So he's going to be Santa Claus again at some point. Right. So it just, it, uh, I don't know. I just don't think this should have been made. No. I don't see any point to it. I mean, every so often there's a really inspired moment, like the the uh, teacher's Christmas party. Which? Where he's. Okay. In the Santa Claus. R- no, yeah, I know. <laughs> um, where it's kind of a shitty party and nobody's really having fun. And then he brings out his bag of toys. Right. And, you know, everybody starts getting these toys and they're like, Oh, I always wanted this. I love playing this blah, blah, blah. Right. So I kind of like that. I just don't think there's going to be that many of those moments. No, no, that's too bad. (laughs) I mean, maybe this will be the end. Santa Claus dies and Christmas is gone forever. Yes. Right. That'd be cool. That'd be bold. That that'd be really that bold. That would be bold. That would be very bold. I mean, Tim Allen keeps saying that there's religion in this. There is? Yes, that that he's brought his religious views into the Santa Claus. So I'm waiting yes. for that to happen. Because I'm wondering whether or not there's some stupid moral thing at the end about the true true reason for Christmas or something. And then I'm just going to be like, okay, we're done. (laughs) Because we don't need that. No, you don't think so? No. Nope. If you want to be religious, that's fine. You don't have to like try to whip your message on everybody. No, no. Okay. Well, he's very Trumpy too, so. Well, see, that's another thing. Well, just remember the good things he's done. The first Toy Story. <laughs> <laughs> Toy Story 2 was pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I liked Last Man Standing until he got preachy. And then had uh, Duck Dynasty on? Y- yes. <laughs> It's always interesting when you when like celebrities show you who they really are and you're and they're like, oh, you're an asshole. Okay, right. All right. I got you. I mean, home improvement, I guess, was okay. Yeah. You know, he did all that scrap in it, but. Right. You know, that was his character, though, from stand up, so. Right. Can kind of get behind that, but, you know, whatever. 
He'll always be the guy that went to jail for selling cocaine. And got saved by Disney. <laughs> Wait, are you saying Disney is Jesus? Yes, that's his religion. Because because people definitely treat, treat Disney like a religion. Yes. It's a mecca destination for a lot of people. That's funny. Yeah, that's kind of scary. <laughs> Everybody needs a hobby of some sort. I guess. You know, you can't drive around here especially without seeing like like a vinyl sticker of Mickey ears or something on the back of somebody's car and it's a little message on it that says I'd rather be at Disney right it's like obviously because you don't really want to pay attention to driving so there's all kinds of that shit around here too yeah maybe it's worse than like the Christian religion What the hell is that? That's the dog. Oh. Thank God. I was afraid it was the kid <laughs> howling in pain. The, the dog has uh, severe allergies, and if he goes outside, he's allergic to grass. And oh. so every time he comes in, he has an allergy attack. Okay. And he does that. Yay, my life. Yay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just a little peek behind the curtain yeah <laughs> nothing <Okay>. to see here <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, all right well you got anything else for this week uh no no all right well if you want to get in touch with us you can always send us an email at info at dancemonkeypodcast.com and follow us on facebook not so much Twitter anymore and YouTube and listener <laughs> listener. So until next week, this is Chris. This is John. Have a good week. I prefer spooky. <laughs> <laughs>